Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. The news came as a shock to a lot of people. And I'm talking about the news that just came out of Washington, D.C. And you may already know this, but there was a vote in the United States House of Representatives. And after the vote, depend, based on the results of the vote, Kevin McCarthy was removed from his role as the Speaker of the House of Representatives. I'm not going to go into a detailed analysis of what happened in Congress that resulted in that vote, but here's the breaking news. Kevin McCarthy is now former Speaker of the House of Representatives. Right now, there is a vacancy for the position of the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Obviously, there's a Speaker pro tempore, somebody who is there uh, as an interim Speaker. But now, the question is, who is going to be the next Speaker of the U.S. House? My friends, a leadership position like the House of Representatives Speaker is very difficult. These leadership roles are very challenging. And the reason for that is that it's not possible to make everyone happy. As soon as somebody becomes the Speaker of the House of Representatives, that person has to take, um, has, has to take some bold steps, to, has to take some bold decisions, because negotiating in Washington, D.C., it's not easy. It's very, very challenging. You have the White House, you have the U.S. Senate, you have the U.S. House. And in, in a situation that we are in right now with uh, a Democratic president, a Democrat-controlled Senate, and a Republican-controlled House, it's very difficult to negotiate and, uh, and, and to move the business of the government forward. If you remember, just go back a few days ago, there was a lot of question about whether there will be a government shutdown or not. And eventually there was no shutdown. The shutdown was averted. But then we are 45 days away. Well, at this point, less than 45 days away from the possibility of another shutdown. Is that shutdown going to happen? I don't know. There's you know, it's it's not possible to predict where things go in Washington, how bills move forward, how negotiations are done. I mean, of course, political analysts and commentators, they like to speculate. They like to um, make educated guesses. They like to uh, make predictions. And that's important because if we want to discuss the business of Washington, it's important to analyze and it's important to comment on what you think will happen. Uh, but then at the end of the day, it's it's really hard to predict. So going back to the issue of uh, the vacancy uh, in the office of the speaker, you know, th these leadership roles, as I said, are very difficult. As soon as a person becomes a house speaker, as I said, that person has to take strong decisions and whatever decision you make, it's not possible to make everyone happy. Whatever decisions you make as a house speaker, it's not possible to make everyone happy, even within one's own party. So 
you know, we we saw that. We saw what happened on October 3rd. That vote took place in in the house because there 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 are people from the Republican party, Republican members of Congress who were not happy with Kevin McCarthy's um actions, you know, just broadly speaking. And so they voted only as a small number of people, a small number of Republican members of Congress voted in opposition to Kevin McCarthy. Overwhelmingly, most members of Congress voted in favor, most Republican members of Congress voted in favor of Kevin McCarthy, but only a small number of Republicans voted against Kevin McCarthy and then the Democrats, uh, the Democrat members of Congress, they voted against Kevin McCarthy. And as a result, by, by a very slim difference, Kevin McCarthy was removed from his position as the Speaker of the House of Representatives. And so we, we can see what happened, and we know that such a leadership role is extremely difficult. Why? As I said, because it's very difficult to make everyone happy. No matter what you do, no matter what decision you take, it's not possible to make everyone happy. And as we saw, that's exactly the case um, um, in, in Washington um, that, that resulted in this vote. So... If you ask a lot of members of Congress, and um, I don't know how people are going to answer, I can't predict that, but I'm sure that there are lots of members of Congress who would never want to be the speaker. They ran for office. They got elected. They obviously want to be in Congress. Otherwise, why would they run for office, right? But if you ask a lot of those people, do you want to be the House Speaker? I bet that many members of Congress will say no. And the reason for that is because as soon as you become the House Speaker, and as soon as you start taking decisions as the House Speaker, there will be a lot of people who will likely be happy with the decisions that you make, but then there'll be a bunch of people in Congress who are not going to like your decisions. And so it results in tension, it's, it results in conflict. And so these leadership roles are extremely difficult. And, you know, that, that's exactly what happened with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Um, you know, it's, it, it, it is a very tough situation. And so um, without going into the details of what happened, how did we arrive at this critical juncture that we now have a vacancy uh, in the middle of a congressional session we now have a vacancy um, in the speaker's office so the question now is who is going to be the next speaker of the house of representatives kevin mccarthy already um, made it public that he is not going to seek that position again um, you know because like as of now, that's that's the information that we have, that he's not going to be running for that position. Um, and naturally, the question is, who is going to be the next speaker? There are some names being floated. 
it's as I said, it's hard to make a prediction who it is going to be, but there are some names being floated. I saw the name of Congressman Steve Scalise being discussed. Some are talking about Congressman Jim Jordan. And then if you go back to January, January of 2023, if you remember what happened back in January when the House was uh, going through rounds and rounds and rounds of voting to uh, elect a speaker, the name of Byron Donalds also came up, Congressman Byron Donalds from Florida. And so that's also one name that's out there. And then reportedly, a a congressman is planning to nominate former President Donald Trump to be the next speaker. And then there are other names that are being discussed. So I have no way to predict uh, who is going to be the next speaker, but I am really curious to find out what you think. So if you have a name in mind or if you have a member of Congress who you really like and you would like to see that person as the next speaker of the House, please let me know. You can go to tossifanam.net. You can send me a message. You can find me on social media. Share with me your thoughts. I will look forward to um, hearing from you. Now, let's talk about uh, a a different topic. Um, Commander. That's the name of President Joe Biden's dog, Commander. And that dog, Commander, is also known as the first dog. And um, so what did Commander do? Commander reportedly has bitten another person. Now, Commander has a history of biting people. If you just do a search on the internet, you are going to find those news reports that the dog named Commander has a history of biting people. And news just broke um, a few days ago that Commander has bitten another person. Now, my friends... My opinion is that dogs do not belong in the White House. I don't think there should be any pets, not just dog, any pets. There should be no pets in the White House. That's my opinion. Now, um, if I say that I think White House should be a pet-free zone, I know that a lot of my friends who love animals are, are likely going to object to that. Now, let me tell you, I love animals. I love animals. And I love horses. I love cats. And there are many other animals that I really love. And they are just a wonderful part of this beautiful earth. Um, Nature has created so many different kinds of animals. And, you know, um, animals make this world a better place, obviously. They they play an important role. on earth and um you know we need animals but in the white house in in the you know where the president of the country lives i don't think i don't think that there should be any pets now if a president wants to have a pet animal a dog or a cat or whatever then you know the the, the president has the option of having a pet animal in one's personal house, but not the White House, okay? 
And I had written a letter to the editor of the Capital Times, which was published. And this was, I think, from 2021, if I'm not mistaken. I had written a letter to the editor in which I basically said that pets do not belong in the White House. Pets should not be allowed in the White House. So that's my opinion. But you can share with me your thoughts, what you think. Um, Actually, as I was going through some of my previous podcast episodes, it seemed that some months ago, I even talked about the president's dog in one of my podcast episodes. So you can um, you can go back and uh, check out that episode. It's uh, well, I, the title of the episode is "President's Dog: Soap Use in UK and Post-Pandemic Challenges." So I discussed a um, couple of different topics, and one of those topics was the president's dog. Commander. So you can check out that podcast episode. But, you know, once again, I'm asking you to let me know your thoughts. My friends, the next topic that I want to discuss today is that I saw news reports that a Democratic congressman was carjacked in Washington, D.C. Think about it. A Democratic member of Congress became a victim of carjacking in Washington, D.C. Crime is rising, and this is a very, very unfortunate news. I'll I'll tell you this, my friends. Let's support the men and women of law enforcement, and let's give them the resources that they need to combat crime. Remember, my friends, It was not that long ago, just a couple of years ago, the D.C. City Council voted to reduce funding for the police. The D.C. City Council voted to reduce funding for the police. And the result is that there's rising crime. And now a congressman became a victim of carjacking and it became national news. But Think about how many everyday Americans are becoming victims of burglary, theft, and carjacking. Um, You know, you look at some of the liberal cities in the country. You look at places like New York and Chicago, where there are many liberal politicians who talk about defunding the police. No, we should not defund the police. We should provide police with the resources that they need to protect and serve. And and so, you know, it's just sad to see that there are many forms of property crimes that Americans are becoming victims of. And and the liberal activists, they, they continue to chant, they continue to chant about defunding the police. So this defund the police movement, it is hurting our country. And I think the Americans are starting to realize that we cannot defund the police. We have to provide adequate funding to law enforcement agencies so that they can do their job properly, so that they can combat crime and keep communities safe. So my friends, I was just 
shocked and sad to see that a member of Congress was carjacked in Washington, D.C. But, you know, I, 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 I think that this should be a point at which people must ask these liberal politicians to start supporting the men and women of law enforcement. This defunding the police movement, as I said, is hurting our country, and we should not defund the police. We should provide funding to the police. We should give them the resources that they need. So I hope Americans are paying attention and that they will realize how much we need to support our men and women of law enforcement. And I hope that the liberal activists who talk about defunding the police, I hope that these activists will also start realizing that they are wrong, that they should stop this defund the police movement and start supporting the men and women of law enforcement. My friends, that's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. Once again, please visit tossifanam.net. Send me a message. Don't forget to sign up for my e-newsletter. And also you can connect with me on social media. Thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. I hope to be back again soon with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.